Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by the founder of a, of a, of a cool little company called Caffeine Marketing. Evan, you had me at caffeine, but then you really get me at marketing. I love this. I'm so excited. Evan Knox, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Dan? I appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, caffeine, it, it took a while to get to that name, but I definitely run on it. So it makes sense. <laughs> right. Uh, and and as, as a marketer, as a founder, you like you have to, there's no other way, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about you, Evan, uh, as someone, you know, who are you? What do you kind of like, give me a little bit of background on you and who you serve through ca- uh, caffeine marketing. Okay. I'll do the business thing and I'll do other personal fun stuff after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I run caffeine marketing. Um, what we do is we make marketing profitable for small companies that are doing less than 50 million or so a year. Um, that might look like websites, like a redesign of their website, social media advertising. The key is really we design a marketing strategy unique for each company so that whatever they invest is profitable. Um, generally it's somewhere around 10 X return on investment, which is super cool. Wish I had a money printing machine like that, that I had. Um, so I do that. I'm also a small business investor. So I'm a partner in eight different companies right now, at least at the time of this recording. Um, and I also am a new dad and a husband. Congratulations on the new dad. That's awesome. Thanks. What I love too, about, um, looking at your LinkedIn profile anyway, uh, you're a story brand guide. Yes. that's, That's Donald Miller, right? It is. Um, I love StoryBrand. I started using it maybe two years ago or so for, actually probably longer than that, maybe three years ago for our clients when he first was like coming out with the brand script and stuff like that. And I loved it. I mean, I I thought it was incredibly effective. I was noticing really great results using this messaging framework by the guy named Donald Miller out of Nashville. Um, And that messaging framework, when we used that, we were getting better results versus just general copywriting. So I decided to get become a guide, get further trained on that and offer that as a service. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. His, his book is fantastic. His podcast is great. Uh, his interviews are used are fantastic. He, um, yeah, he's, he's good stuff. And it's, and like you said, it's effective when you tell your story and make your client, the hero, you know, they want to see themselves in that story and they want to want to help. So, um, so Evan, tell me a little bit about why you started caffeine marketing. What got you into this, this line of work? So I, remember the moment my grandfather was teaching me about marketing when I was a, a kid, you know, I was a teen or whatever. I'd go to the store with him. He owned a jewelry store here in Atlanta. And he'd teach me what I, what we were, you know, where we were going to place an ad, why we were placing it there. What was the messaging that we were going to use? What details did we need to include on there? I remember that being really interesting to me, the whole strategy perspective of that. And then fast forward to about four years ago, I was working at a nonprofit in Charlotte and part of my role was marketing. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Again, the strategy was my favorite. And I thought, you know what? Um, my dad had just passed away. I um, mean, he was also a business center. And I said, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, I can't help him anymore. My grandfather's about to retire, but I can't help other business owners like them. And so that's why I decided to start Caffeine Marketing. And that's pretty much why we only work with smaller companies. Yeah. So entrepreneurial 
the, the entrepreneurial blood runs through your veins, huh? <laughs> it does, uh, for better or worse, it totally does. <laughs> um, so it was normal to me, you know, just to, and I feel like everybody these days says it, which is totally cool. But yeah, I mean, I was that kid that was selling golf balls, lemonade. I was hiring my friends out to do lawn work and like quote subcontracting them out to do that. <laughs> um, so it was good. It was a fun life to to grow up and experiment. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, so give me a little bit of background then on your, on your personal side of it. Um, you know, Simon Sinek talks about the why, the why of companies. I love the why of people. What's your motivation or maybe your responsibility as that entrepreneur? What's interesting is that I feel like the thing that drives me might be kind of weird to some people. Um, but for me at the end of the day, the thing I care most, I care most about is loving people like Jesus has loved me. Um, and I know that might sound kind of far-fetched, but in that, I just really want to take care of people. I want to take care of my clients really well. I want to take care of these small business owners. I want to take care of um, our team members. Um, and then also, I think, you know what? This life is so short and I'm just wanna, I don't want to just do it halfway. So let's play for keeps here and play to win. And um, yeah, whenever we do this business stuff, you know, it's people first and then also let's crush the market. So Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with making you know, making the money and making money for your yeah. clients, but then to be able to serve and, and walk that walk of truly, you know, living out a faith is such a, a great thing. Um, and that, that thread then I, I got to believe comes through, you know, when you find clients, not that you only work with specific faith or whatever, but like sure. serving them and they're doing something good in the world has got to be a thread throughout your entire business. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, we've been fortunate to work with some people that really do, you know, make an impact on what they do and make people's lives better. Um, there are some companies that, you know, they're just, they're just a business, you know, they're selling widgets, but, and that's, I think that's important. Uh, I think yeah. the small middle class, the business owner there, um, they're employing a bunch of people. I think if I remember um, 90% of the companies in the U S or businesses in the U S are small businesses, which yeah. means they have less than 500 employees. <laughs> so not yeah. that small. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, some of the, yeah. yeah. And then they employ over, um, 50% of the economy or the, the people in the economy. So I don't know. I think it just even growing the middle class and supporting business owners, I feel like that's important because it's no, it's not just a business owner. It's a family. It's, you know, somebody taking care of somebody else, providing for somebody else and elevating their quality of life. So even if we're selling widgets, um, there's people connected to that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And what a what a lofty vision and mission to have. Um, and it sounds like it's going well. But I got to believe that as an entrepreneur, you are probably a lot like others who started their own businesses and have those moments, the rock bottoms, the throw your hands up. What the heck in the world am I doing here? Um, tell me about those those moments that you've had as an entrepreneur. Do you, have you hit that rock bottom so far? I've I've had moments where I've certainly been frustrated or disappointed or angry. Um, I think. What I've noticed over, you know, again, I'm, I'm pretty young, um, but like the entrepreneurs that I talk to and business owners and entrepreneurs are a little bit different. Um, I think, you know, an entrepreneur is somebody who starts multiple companies over the course of their lifetime, a business owner, is somebody who owns and runs one business, they're not better or worse. They're just different. Um, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs have experienced some trauma in their life. And I think they're really comfortable with the risk. Um, and so what I've noticed is that like the, you know, I've not mentioned this yet, but like my dad ends up struggling with narcotics when I get to high school, my parents get a divorce. And so I didn't experience any physical abuse, but I definitely had emotional trauma from that. And so 
I was able to overcome that mainly through my faith um, and also support of my friends. And then also just internally grabbing a locus of control and going, you know what, I'm not going to be a victim of the world. Um, and so what I've noticed all this to say, a lot of entrepreneurs have experienced trauma and they're very comfortable with risk and uncertainty. And so as I you know, navigate the business landscape, to me, it really doesn't, I don't, I mean, occasionally I'll lose sleep at night, but not really. You know what I mean? Like if a proposal goes through, if it doesn't, um, I might lose 30 minutes of sleep just thinking about how to make the deal work, but I'm not sitting there worried about my future or worried about my family because I just, um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter a hundred years from now. And honestly, like navigating the stuff that I did when I was younger, that to me feels harder than running a business in some ways. Yeah. Well, it's, and they're getting faith. Uh, tomorrow has enough worry. You don't need to worry today, right? hundred percent of problems tomorrow. Um, so, so what are some of the hard moments though, that you've faced as well? Let, let me back up a second. You defined entrepreneur and business owner is a little bit different. Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur then or a business owner who invests? Uh, that's a great question. I consider myself an entrepreneur. Um, so I started caffeine. Um, I'm a partner in a lot of businesses and, and startups. Um, and I, de- I certainly have ideas. And sometimes it's just a matter of convincing some of my business partners if they want to do them. Um, gotcha. So at one yeah. point, I wanted to start a chicken coop business. And I could tell you a thousand reasons why that's the best idea to do right now. Uh, but yeah, so sometimes it's about time and you know available time, not even money. But yeah, yeah. I would consider myself an entrepreneur because the goal is to right. either create and, or partner or whatever um, and then turn around and sell them. That's generally yeah. what I entrepreneur right. that makes sense so chicken coop like actual chickens or the restaurant yeah um somebody needs to do this and then they need to write both of us um, <laughs> a small percentage check for this because we're telling you to do it but i remember working on a marketing account here recently uh, right when the pandemic started to you know become a, a thing uh, let's call it that um and i was working on it and the the return on ad spend for the chicken coop business that we were partnering with somebody on was 84 for every dollar they spent, they had $84 coming back and marketing, Um, which I've never, a 10th of that would be exceptional for most companies. Um, And so, yeah, I was trying to get my buddies to start a chicken coop business, but we had too many fish to fry. Didn't have the time to do it. (laughs) There you go. The problem of the serial entrepreneur, not enough time, right? Yeah. So many ideas. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that you asked though, um, about like, what's a low, um, a couple of things come to mind and they're not like, I've not like had the bank account hit zero. I've not had that kind of moment. Um, I've got some funny moments. One is I invested in movie pass and I knew I shouldn't have done it. Um, oh, which movie is like, pass. yes. And I, I tell it as one of my favorite stories because, um, in that moment I learned to invest in my strengths, um, and to only invest based off my strengths. So that's why I pivoted to small businesses because I know small businesses um, and I can grow a small business. And I feel very confident about that. Whereas the stock market and picking random stocks based off different news articles, not a good idea for Evan. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. yeah, I was pretty bummed. I lost a few thousand dollars on that one. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I would say that there are other moments where I've had conversations with clients that have been very hard, especially early on. We don't work with a lot of people like this anymore. Um, I can't even, I can't name one right now that we currently work with that's like this, but historically when I was just starting, it was, is anybody, anybody sure, that's yeah. willing to pay us for our services. And man, there are people that are just mean, just mean and hateful. Um, and that was tough. That was really tough to get through that. 
Um, and they keep going and go, you know what, this person's saying all this sort of stuff. And I just have to, I have to take that and I have to still try to be kind to them and try to serve them and help them understand, um, you know, how we actually are making the money. So, yeah. yeah. So when that, when that challenge like that comes up, how do you, how do you overcome that challenge and lead your team through that? Uh, I mean, first to me, I remember that question I asked earlier, does this matter a hundred years from now? Um, also, I have to try and look at whatever they're saying. So one of the things that a guy said to me was, I was starting to do multiple business ventures at this point. And he was like, basically, the PG, the PG version of this story is that you can't poop on two toilets at one time. Um, <laughs> that's what he told me. He's like, you, you, know, you either need to be all in on this. This is a client telling me what I need to do with my business. Um, you either need to do this or you need to not. He had not experienced any lapse in service, nothing like that. He just was like, he asked me and then started to like, tell me how I couldn't do any of this stuff and how he was going to cancel our contract because I was involved in another business. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, and so I think in that moment I had to evaluate, is this true or not? I had to just start, start there. Is this a fact? I don't think so. I see plenty of successful entrepreneurs that are partners in many companies. Um, so I think that this can work. And then after that, I, I have to emotionally process that. Um, and sometimes that's, you know, a group exercise. Sometimes it's just me. Um, there's this thing, well, it's, it's, I don't know, some, it wasn't a council, but it was like a retreat I was at one time. And they said, hey, there's six different emotions. There's sad, angry, scared, happy, tender, excited. Um, and those six emotions are buckets. They're not like there's nuances that you know, I could be frustrated. Well, frustrated is a part of angry. So I have to process, Hey, what is the feelings I'm feeling right here? Okay. Now I've identified the feelings. Why do I feel this way? And then ultimately I, I'm just like, I don't want this jerk to dictate the rest of my day. So I ain't gonna worry about that. So that's stuff like that. I mean, it's just a yeah. emotional health processing stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's interesting to me because mental health and emotions are not something that we, I don't remember hearing about 10 years ago, yeah. but it's such a huge part of where things are today. Um, and I think it's really important. So good. I agree. Thank you. I think of like my grandfather, um, and my, and his, and his dad and my grandmother, they just didn't have, and they're my, both my grandparents are still alive, but they're pretty old. Um, and they just never had the resources to process their emotional health. And so, I, I feel for them, you know, like I want to have certain conversations with them, but they just don't have handles on how to do that, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's just interesting that as we continue to build, you know, AI and technology and things that we have, and we're able to tap more into that, we get to understand more rather than like, I just have to plant the field and, and harvest and, or go to the factory, do this thing. Like we get to be more, you know, thinking and feeling. Um, it's just, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun time to be alive. Um, so Evan, if you could look back, over the last year, is there anything that you'd redo from the last year? Wow. Okay. The last year has been pretty good. Um, I don't, I really don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe would have bought a house sooner. So, um, that's maybe one thing we're buying. We're doing this thing called house hacking where you buy a property and you rent out part of the property to pay for your mortgage and interest and all that stuff. So I would have liked to do that earlier. Um, that might be the only thing, but other than yeah. that, you know, we're, we're pretty dialed in here on the Knox yeah. camp. So how, so 
as a recorder, you mentioned earlier, the pandemic that started back in, you know, February, March. Um, did you see anything that you had to pivot with that? Yeah. So I can speak to caffeine and I'll also speak to some other business partner like stuff. So caffeine, all of my proposals went just dropped everything on them. Um, so none of those people ended up closing, which is fine. Had two clients cancel. Um, and so I'm thinking to myself, wow, this might be, uh, might be kind of a tough season here as the pain. I mean, literally it was like, mm. uh, when we went in shelter in place, that's when everything, all the business owners were freaking out yeah. and I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Hey, that makes sense. I can understand how you're really nervous right now. I got it. Um, and so we just decided to choose the people over the contracts and said, Hey, um, here's what it says. Let's find a happy medium here. And you know, let's, let's be partners. So, um, there's that, but, and it eventually picked it up. But the thing with caffeine is it's not been that like we've doubled for the last three years in a row, every single year. I don't think we'll do that again. We're, we're already above where we were last year, but I don't know that it's the same trajectory of growth. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm more than content with that right now. Cause I know there's a lot of businesses right now and they're really struggling. And so that's really okay. The flip side is I've had, there's like two different businesses that come to mind, um, where we've, one of them is a fly fishing guide business and it's in North Georgia. So, you know, hit us up if you want to go on a guide fly fishing trip and we had a shelter in place order. So we just basically couldn't do trips like nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and so that was like a month and change, I think, or something like that. And we had, to, we tried to pivot, um, and it ended up working. Okay. You know, we, we had enough cash in the bank to where everything worked out, but it definitely wasn't fun. You know, you didn't losing revenue and not taking money from it as owners was not the best, but we made it through. And then the other one is a window film company. So it's called window film. Let me just say the first one Bowman fly fishing is the one in North Georgia fly fishing guide. And then window film world is a online realtor e-commerce store where you can buy different window films to put on your windows that make it look, you know, mirror film or frosted glass or whatever. And we had an uptick in sales because I think people were just home and then we're like, Oh, I don't like my windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to make my windows look prettier. <laughs> so yeah. it's very interesting. We've, I've experienced all kinds of um, shenanigans with what's going on. Which really speaks to the, to the diversity of your business plan and your strategies. I mean, entrepreneurs who are listening, like if you're not diversifying all your eggs in one basket, who knows what's going to happen. So uh, yeah. that's, that's really smart. Um, where do you see yourself in like three years from now or five years from now, or maybe even, I mean, you're young. What about 10 years from now? I would love personally, I would love to have passive investments that we could just live off passive investments. Mm-hmm. I think five years is going to be possible. Um, I, with the current economy and all this, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it, I think it could, um, that would be great. 10 years from now, I would love to just be helping and serving people. Like that's kind of my end goal really is like just to make the money, put it in the, you know, not the bank, but like metaphorically in the bank uh, or have passive investments and then just serve people. You know, if Mm -hmm. I want to go work in some third world country and bring my family for a couple of months, like we could just go do that. You know, like that would be really cool to me that we could just go, you know, not be about us. I just think that that's exhausting. You know, oh, we got the car, the house, whatever, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill. Um, And I think to to go back to Jesus, uh, he says it's better to give than receive. And I have found that to be really true. Um, And so I would love to be in a position where I can just give my life to 
to stuff. Yeah. True. I mean, that's true freedom and fulfillment all in one, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's your goal, you know, 10 years from now or five is passive income, what does success look for you in 2021? Well, I think it's going to be partnering with more companies. It's going to be continuing to work, um, you know, make caffeine successful and take care of clients um, and be a good husband and be home at 530 would be. That's one of my goals for the year is just yeah. to be home every night at 530. The rental property is kind of messed with my schedule a little bit to like have to come over here and take care of stuff as we get ready. But other than that, I can get back to it because uh, that's really important to me. And my my dad was a really, he was a good man, um, but he, I, you know, I don't, I don't remember him being there every night and I missed that. And so that's yeah. something that I want, you know, if my son wants to go play football, like let's go outside and play football. Like that's yeah. what I would want. It's a great, a great measurement of success for, for next year. Um, so how can, so here's your chance to then ask for help. <laughs> how yeah. can I, the leverage the skill community listeners, the entrepreneurs jump on board and help you with that vision of, you know, getting caffeine to where it needs to be and other stuff so that you can go give like you want to give. How can we support you? Where can we find you? Um, you can go to caffeine.marketing or evanox.com, either one. Um, I've got a free sales guide on there. That's our free guide on how to build a winning sales funnel. So, yeah. if, you know, you're struggling in marketing in your company and you can't seem to make it scale. You need to build a sales funnel. And so if you, you know, want to access to that, it's like a Lego kit. It'll basically teach you step-by-step how to build a sales funnel and I'll walk you through. It's got checklists and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, if you're a business owner out there and you're thinking, man, I'm kind of tired or I really need help to get this thing off the ground, then my investment group or myself would be happy to talk to you about how we can partner together. Yeah. Awesome. So evanox.com, caffeine.marketing, and you are on social media, not hard to find. So um, yeah, connect there. Awesome. Evan, thanks for being a part of this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely what I was hoping for, man. You are uh, an engaging, thoughtful guy and uh, this was really good. So thanks for being a part of Leverage of Scale, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dan. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.